This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock bands on Freeza Geese. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreaks, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jaginiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where I shared my chat with aqueous guitarist Mike Ganser. Mike and I talked about Death Kings and how it all came together, the name, and what it's been like for Mike to work on that project with Ryan Stasek and Mikey Karuba. We also talk about the Green Day set he played with Chris and Ryan at summer camp in 2017 and how that started laying the groundwork for Death Kings. We also talk about how much of a small world it really is. I went to middle school slash high school. Um, it was all like one big thing uh, with Mikey Karuba, which is so funny because I can remember talent shows and battle of the bands in like eighth grade and he would be up there drumming and now to, you know, see him have this the success he's had himself, but also with turquoise and stuff was really cool. And as you know, Aqueous is from Buffalo, New York. So me and Mike Anser have run in the same sort of social circles. So it's really, really a small world. It's really cool to see these guys that I know um, create and have this new band with Stasek, who is the bass player of my favorite band. So I just thought that that was pretty funny. And we talk a little bit about that. Uh, we also talk about 2020 um, and how Aqueous was set to open for Umphreys in March, right before everything got shut down. We also talk about what the past year has been like for Mike not touring and what he's done with that time and what he's focused on and some of the lessons that he's learned. We also talk about the solo acoustic storyteller type shows that he did back in April. Um, those are on his Bandcamp page. So if you're interested in checking those out, you can find them there. Um, we also talk about teaching lessons on Lively and we get into the importance of mental health and vulnerability and courage, specifically in people that identify as male, um, something that is a big subject for myself. I love to talk about mental health anyways, um, but me and Mike Answer get all into it. So definitely check that out. Um, we also talk about what inspired him to pick up the guitar and how skateboarding kind of played into that. And of course, we get into his first Umphreys show and how Umphreys inspires him um, as a musician and personally what it has been like opening for them. And it surprised me when he told me he had never sat in with them before. 
Um, so we talk about what song he would like to play if he ever got the chance. Um, wow, what else do we talk about? The punk version of Uncle Wally from Summer Camp um, 2004, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, if you've never listened to that, check that out. Um, of course, being from Buffalo, we talk about one of my favorite local venues, the Town Ballroom. Um, so it was cool to hear his perspective being a fan and seeing shows there, but then also being a musician and playing on that stage. So that was really neat. And of course, we got to talk about Mo and he talks about what it was like playing with them and actually shares some really great advice that he got from Vinny Amico, their drummer. So such a really great chat with Mike. Um, like I said, we've run in the same social circles um, for a couple years now, but we've never had the chance to actually connect and talk like this. So again, another great opportunity, another time where the show is a excuse to have a conversation with somebody. So I'm very, very grateful that Mike and I had the opportunity to talk and to talk about all this stuff. And yeah, it was really great. So thank you again to him. Um, it was really a pleasure. And I look forward to the next time we can chat. Um, if you missed that, there is a link in the show notes where you can give that a listen, or you can also watch on the show's YouTube page. This week on the show, I'll be bringing you a full recap of the final two stops of Umphreys McGee Plan B Tour, May 28th and 29th in Pontiac, Michigan. Looking for a new way to stream your music or listen to your favorite podcasts? Check out this exclusive offer for DATC listeners. Head to getamazonmusic.com slash dropped among this crowd to receive a 30-day free trial of Amazon Music. That's getamazonmusic.com slash D-R-O-P-P-E-D-A-M-O-N-G-T-H-I-S-C-R-O-W-D to get a 30-day free trial and unlimited access to 70 million songs, always ad-free on Amazon Music. Some really quick news for you. Another summer tour date has been added. August 12th at Meyer Gardens in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The day before their stop at Riverside Theater in Milwaukee, there is a link in the show notes for where you can snag tickets for that show. Also announced, the band will be live streaming their evening at Levon Helm Studios in Woodstock, New York on June 27th. The two sets start at 8 p.m. Eastern. The official statement on the band's website reads, To honor the legacy of community and camaraderie that Levon fostered, we are pleased to announce Ramblin' On, an evening of mostly true tales live from Helm Studios. Interspersed throughout the show, we will share recollections from the road, stories of the studio, tales of tunes, and other shenanigans. Well, that sure sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. There is an option to ask about a rumored UM story that they will maybe 
truishly answer during the live stream. You'll find a link for where you can snag the stream or ask a question in the show notes. All right, so let's get to the two nights in Pontiac, Michigan, May 28th and 29th. Riverside Station, Detroit was the original location for these two nights. However, the venue had to be changed to Crowfoot Festival Grounds in Pontiac, Michigan, due to the original site needing to be turned into a vaccination location so those living in the city of Detroit could easily take public transit and get their COVID shot. So, Completely understandable and necessary, of course, and anyone that maybe was a little inconvenienced by the change of location, I know a lot of people just solved the problem of having to drive a little further by getting a party bus and making the most of the extra time. Both of the evenings at Crowfoot would still be a pod-style show. And side note, there are links in the show notes for the episodes where I did a recap of the other stops on the spring 2021 Plan B tour in Atlanta, New Haven, and Bridgeview. Also, coming up in June's issue of Conduit Magazine, There's going to be a whole in-depth review of the whole Plan B tour, plus lots of fun facts, a quick and quirky Q&A with Stasek about the tour, and more. So you don't want to miss that. Everything you need for Conduit is in the show notes as well. And I do have to say, the sunset from night one watching on tour gigs was so beautiful, some of the camera angles that they were getting. And then I saw some photos on social from people that were there, and there is no doubt that it was even more beautiful in person. A hell of a way to get night one started in Michigan with the oh-so-appropriate Smell the Mitten, stomping off about four minutes and dancing off about a minute later stomping back into Mitten about four minutes later. The Lanier coming out next and heading out about five minutes. This one enjoys some flight, nosediving to a more level atmosphere before twinkling down to earth, pulling aside the curtain and revealing mad love. Last played on Valentine's Day 2020 in Asheville, North Carolina. Also, that was my last run of shows. (laughs) I just really love the hell out of the song Mad Love. Should not be a surprise to anyone hearing this, but I would just love that tune. Before heading into the next one, Bayless mentions it feels like a year and a half since they last played this song. It really wasn't, though. Last played earlier in the year, February 6th, during Wrapped Around Nashville, but that wasn't in front of people. So the last DBK that raged in front of real people was March 7th, 2020 at the Belly Up. Those were actually also the last shows the band played in front of an audience before COVID shut everything down last year. So yeah, I guess Bayless was kind of right. And then you factor in how time has been since March of 2020, so maybe it's more like five years. (laughs) 
Anyway, I, like I mentioned, of course, I'm talking about DBK. If you missed the recap of what went down at the Belly Up last year, check out my episode, I believe it's episode 98. I can't think of it off the top of my head, Um, but there is a link in the show notes where you can give a listen to that. This DBK would reveal itself as a sandwich with some tastiness tucked inside. And I did also put this on my 2021 list, getting into the bellows of it about eight minutes opening up the universe with Stasic laying down some groundwork as we start to dance off, showing off its funkiness as it continues on, getting itself into a little bit of a tizzy about five minutes as it gathers momentum, revealing a lighter and hopeful energy as it rounds the corner. This first part of the DBK journey would clock in at over 17 minutes, before being forgotten, for now, left in the dust and dancing right into sociable Jimmy. This one would get comfortable thanks to Joel and Ryan about four minutes. One more adventure inside this DBK sandwich seasons. And I know some folks don't really love this tune, but I think this one is coming along nicely. Dancing off about three minutes, shaking seasons off of itself and embodying its own story for a little bit before sliding right back into seasons about eight minutes. Bringing DBK back home to end set one of night one in Pontiac. Bayless hitting us with yet another silly band name. We are Joel Cummins and the Archery Range. Set two for this first night in Pontiac, another five-song set, which also recently happened night one of New Haven. If you missed the recap of those two nights, like I mentioned, you'll find that in the show notes. Plunger getting things started the second part of the evening, beginning to wander off about eight minutes. Jake slipping into that Western jam about 10 minutes-ish undressing and transporting us to the other side of the world, really gathering momentum and consuming everything as it continues on, calming itself down and the ashes twinkling down to earth, piecing the puzzle back together and revealing booth love. That plunger I also tucked onto my 2021 list That jam was very interesting, and I'd like to come back to it at a later date. Booth Love getting really grimy slightly before six and a half. Stasic distorted and metallic, while also keeping its funkiness. Opening and taking on a grungier vibe before walking itself back into Booth Love. Whoppy Sprayberry next, and before we get into that tune, I wanted to again mention what Ben Factor had to say recently about the lights. I mean, everybody's been talking about how much he's been killing it. I'm super excited to see Umphreys, of course, I mean, obviously, at the end of the month, but definitely stoked to see Ben Factor in action, in person, um, because he's definitely killing it. I did share this two weeks ago 
um, in the Bridgeview review, which if you missed it, you know where to find it. But I wanted to share it again because we are specifically now talking about the Pontiac shows, which he refers to in what I'm about to read to you. Side note. Ben was a guest here on the show, episode 109, which I will also link in the show notes, um, and there's also video of that on YouTube. Okay, so here is what Ben had to say. The video walls were definitely a hit. Like last year, they were part of the venues, but I incorporated a trick this time that I didn't have in October. He is talking about Atlanta there. We routed the tour gigs wide shot into my video screen software, which created that layered effect of the lights on the screen. I saw it used on the 1975 at the O2 England show and really wanted to use it with Humphreys. It's a touchy thing that requires very careful placement of camera angles, brightness, etc. I got more and more comfortable each week and during the WAPI this weekend, Shit got really cool. I plan on posting the clip when we get it. Nothing is permanent, but this was a great proof of concept run. Video walls and content have the potential to be really cool. Yes, they do, Ben, and we're super excited to see what you continue to do with this. I watched a little of that show he mentioned from the band The 1975, and I will link that um, in the show notes and as soon as you see it, if you watch it, as soon as you see it, you're going to know exactly what Ben means, especially if you watch the streams um, from Plan B or we're at the shows. Um, it's really cool to see how he was inspired by something that he saw and brought it to the stage for Umphreys. It's very, very cool. Ben also recently tweeted about something he wrote about using time-coded lighting programming at the recent Pontiac show. A quick, interesting read that you'll also find in the show notes in case you want to check it out. And the band has not at the time of this episode's recording yet released video of that WAPI. Um, Ben's writing was also published on NAM.org, N-A-M-M.org. Some of the article is similar to the one I just mentioned, but I think there is like a little bit of different information And I think there's some different videos between the two um, if you really want to, like, nerd out on that kind of stuff. Um, So everything that you need, you know where to find it. Show notes. All right. So back to the tune itself. WAPI would head off slightly after four minutes, opening itself up more. Stasic making things bouncy about two minutes later, really resonating out before becoming more level-headed and embodying something a little more aggressive, rounding the corner and consuming all sorts of energy as it sets its sights on the sky, breaking through the clouds and bursting right back into Wapi. You know, damn it, I love that so much. Just the way that just just resonates out and just, I don't know. I could just never get sick of that. I just love it so much. That Wappy also found a place onto my 2021 list, which I will also link that in the show notes too if you want to give that full playlist um, a listen. 
Slipping right into red tape, getting to the gritty of it slightly before six minutes, starting to tease us about red tape coming back like two minutes later, instead dancing off for one more go around the block, rounding the corner and driving it back home about a minute later. Not a crazy jam inside there, but that one is just always a lot of fun. I just really love that tune too. Ending the second set of night one with Utopian Fur slipping into a 46 and 2 by Tool Jam very early on, only two minutes into Fur. And seriously, I mean, I know we've talked about this. I say we, but (laughs) I know that we on the show have talked about it before. But come on, like how perfect is this tune for them? 46 and 2, the only Tool song that the band has tried on, covered in its entirety 11 times. Last time the full song was played at the Stone Pony on August 30th in 2019. That was actually my first and only time I've ever been to the Stone Pony. Not sticking in that Tool Jam a long time, only about two minutes before slipping back into Utopian. Fully revving itself up and dancing full steam ahead into Utopian slightly before six minutes. Really taking a completely different direction than where we were when we started this adventure. Transporting us to an intergalactic night lounge about nine minutes and coming back home to Utopian about a minute later. Full body dancing off for a few minutes before bringing the second set from the first evening to an end. An encore for the first evening in Pontiac, puppet string getting all sexy about four and a half, almost sounding like that sexy Phil's jam from Red Rocks that one year. I can't remember off the top of my head if that was 2017 or 2018. Um, But for a minute there, it definitely sounded like a little bit of that sexy Phil's. But instead, it slips into an I Keep Forgetting by Michael McDonald and Regulate by Warren G. Teases about five minutes and nonchalantly stepping back into Puppet String about two and a half minutes later. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, stickers, prints, or sells other interesting products or art that you think peeps would love to get their hands on? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that would make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele. Or perhaps you're looking to hire some cool people to work with. Let Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company help you get the word out. With ad space in monthly issues of Conduit Magazine, commercial spots here on this podcast and other podcasts across our network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you reach tons of fellow umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow um family. Check out our website, datcmediacompany.com, 
or email sarah at datcmediacompany.com. That's S-A-R-A at D-A-T-C-M-E-D-I-A-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y dot com. If you're interested in chatting more. Night two getting kicked off with a slacker getting funky early on, slightly before two and a half, almost like trying to find our way through this thick mystic fog about six minutes. Finding its way through, though, and coming back into slacker a few minutes later, stomping right into 1348 next, beginning to sink its heels in about three minutes, sinking into a metallic talking heads vibe as it continues about a minute later, calming itself down and embracing a more positive outlook as it hopefully dances around. The darker clouds of 1348 start to roll back in about a minute later and fully completing the 1348 story. Women, wine, and song next, enjoying a nice little journey before shedding its skin and sweetly revealing end of the road. Eclectically showing another side with the next one, Domino Theory, getting really defiant as it sets off slightly before three minutes. Prowler next, followed by Whistle Kids, tumbling in about three minutes, falling into a dream-like state, embarking on a more aggressive path as it heads off about a minute later, revving itself up and exploding into the first set ending Andy's last beer, enjoying a nice stroll around the block slightly after three minutes, Stasic leading the way as we begin, sensually continuing on, rounding the corner about seven minutes, dancing back in that previous jam for another minute, Andy's last beer piecing itself back together, coming full back home a few minutes after that to end the first set. Bayless would grace us with yet another made-up band name before leaving the stage. We are Joel Cummins and the Gunslingers. Set two started out with the walkout tune, Leave Me Las Vegas, According to All Things Umphreys, last time played July 5th, 2013 at Caboose Outdoor Plaza in Minneapolis, Minnesota, 658 shows ago. Leave Me Las Vegas, the first single on the soon-to-be-released new album from Umphreys, titled, You Walked Up Shaking in Your Boots, But You Stood Tall and Left a Raging Bull. If you missed the announcement about that, you'll find a link in the show notes for all the info you need to pre-order your copy and read more about the album. That'll be hitting the streets July 16th. Side note, the second single from the forthcoming album is actually now available to listen on your favorite music streaming platforms. The new single, Restrung, is actually the tune Unsung Hero Reimagined. The band shared a quote from Chris Myers on their recent social media post about the new single, and this is what Chris had to say. It's the same chords and song form, but entirely different melodies, soundscapes, and vibe. UM has brought the track to life for the big stage, bringing the team approach to this sonic missile. Brace for impact. 
I listened to it as soon as they said it was available, and I really like what they've done with it. Sliding right into All in Time, going off on its own slightly before two and a half. Stasic again leading the way as we begin our adventure. Dancing itself back down to earth four minutes later, only to pick itself up and continue on. Really dancing off about nine minutes, cooling its heels about a minute later. This All in Time would be left behind and unfinished for now. In case you missed it, the band released a video of this on their YouTube. You'll find a link in the show notes where you can give that a watch. Um, So it went from Leave Me Las Vegas into this first part of All in Time into the next song, Push the Pig. Um, Check that out. Awesome as hell video of that if you didn't watch it in real time on tour gigs. Back to the next tune, Push the Pig. This one was especially nasty. I love this tune anyways. Definitely a personal favorite. But this particular version I've given a spin a few times and as I'm sure you could assume is on my 2021 list. Completely shrugging off Push the Pig and really getting into the gritty of it about four and a half. Sinking its heels in deeper as it continues. Consuming everything in its path reaching way out to the atmosphere, slamming right back into Push the Pig four minutes later. Ah, damn. I danced so hard to this every single time I've given it a spin. And the guy yelling fuck yes after on the recording on Nugs, you, sir, are my spirit animal. Every time I hear that guy yell that, I'm just like, yes. I can't wait to be at the show and hear people yell stuff like that. I cannot wait for it. Room to Breathe next, followed by It Doesn't Matter, sinking in about four minutes, coming out the other side and sliding back into It Doesn't Matter about six minutes. Stasic would have some technical difficulties with his gear So Andy and Chris would sink into what's listed on the set list as drums so that Stasek could get some help with his issues. When I asked him what caused them, his response, Hurricane Rain back in Atlanta 2020 flooded and fried my shit. We just can't pinpoint what is causing it now. Very frustrating, but I'm a pro and I'll rise above it. Fuck yeah. Noted on all things Umphreys, this version of It Doesn't Matter would go unfinished, instead floating off into the abyss for a minute before stepping right into Remind Me, happily dancing off about three minutes, changing its demeanor about three minutes later, setting its sights, driving right into the sex metal part of Remind Me. Shout out to keyboard wizard Mr. Joel Cummins before concluding the all-in-time that we first tried on at the beginning of the second set. And sadly, Joel wasn't feeling the cape that Brendan suggested that he put on. Encore for the evening, a debut cover and a really killer one at that American band by Grand Funk Railroad, who is from Flint, Michigan, which is only like 40 minutes from Pontiac. A special gift to Rodney, 
and I asked Rodney how it all went down, and this is what he had to say. So being that my brother, Steve Bridges, crew member, and I are from Flint, Michigan, and so is Grand Funk Railroad, and that song was meant for Umphreys to cover, I've been dropping hints, or rather asking for that cover, for years. I had wanted to help your auction for the crew. I bid, and not even thinking I'd win, I won. Jake ended up busy being a family man on our agreed-to time, so I took the shot. I asked him if I could trade the hour hang for a song. Being dropped here many years ago, I knew this was my only chance to request a cover. And to boot, one they had never done. Something not usually accomplished. Jake called Bayless and it was on. I have never been so close to perfection. It could not have happened without your dedication. That was a team effort. Thank you. Shit, Rodney, more than happy to be the conduit that helped make that sweet cover happen. Oh, it was so good. I've given that one a spin a couple times, too. Hell yes to Jake for doing what he could to make it right for Rodney because he couldn't do the hang. And fuck yes, Jake on vocals and Joel on keys. Just such a great cover for them to do. He was right. It was meant for Umphreys to cover. So hopefully that one sticks around. So good. So much fun. So if you haven't listened to that one, give it a spin. Because it's just, again, it's so perfect for them. That one would slyly move into Pay the Snucka. And that would completely bring the weekend in Pontiac to an end. All right, so that's everything for this week of the show. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for anything I may have referenced throughout my review of the both nights in Pontiac, including where you can give the shows a listen, any videos from the weekend, any photos from Tara Grace or anyone else, all in the show notes. Also tucked inside the show notes, you'll also find links where you can binge on past episodes, book a conversation, and be a guest here on the podcast. You can also snag some of the fresh, just-released merch. There's new t-shirts, there's some Pride Month stickers, there's all sorts of stuff. The recent and past issues of Conduit, all from the official DATC store. You can get yourself a subscription to Conduit Magazine. Check out the new Dropped Among This Crowd media website. Take a peek on there and see what we've got coming. Lots of exciting things in the works. And so, so, so much more. So make sure you check out everything. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.